0: today's episode of lockdown Eagles is brought to you by the peacock and Williamson podcast NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL Scout Matt Williamson host lockdowns Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all across the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL get your picks previews and much more every weekday with the peacock and Williamson podcast part of the lockdown podcast Network subscribe wherever you you get your podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Tuesday edition of the show alongside my co-host Gino Camilleri. Episode 2 this week of 5. Downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to LOE wherever you get your shows. We're available on the Odyssey app, on Apple Podcasts. Google, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we are available on all platforms. And then we head to Twitter right after to talk birds at birds at GC24 underscore football, at DiBiase, L-O-E. Gino, today we're going to get into the big news about Zach Ertz not reporting to the Eagles offseason program, but... Before that, there was kind of a there was a trade this morning. We have to talk about with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yesterday, we did on the show. We talked about the Eagles signing Ryan Kerrigan, and then at the end of uh, the show, segment three, we kind of talked about okay, what's the next shoe to drop? Right, 2017, mm-hmm. they signed Chris Long post draft. Then follows with Garrett Blunt, the Ronald Darby trade in the summer. So we know you even said it. Howie season doesn't really stop. I mean, they're always looking to make moves. And we talked about the cornerback position, right? We talked about mm-hmm. Steven Nelson, Garyon Conley. Uh, even a Stefan Gilmore type of trade who knows blockbuster like thing like that. They made a trade a corner today, but it was, um, it wasn't that weightful, at least compared or notable compared to those, those ideas. The Eagles traded cornerback Jamison Houston and a very, you said this before the show, an NBA like trade and a 2023 sixth round draft pick for Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback, Josiah Scott. So I can't imagine this is the last thing they do A corner, Gino. He has a very similar build to Avante Maddox. I would imagine this is really just slot depth, probably.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you lose both of your starting slot corners from last year. Uh, NRC is gone, and you lose Craven LeBlanc. Like... I'm surprised the team hasn't picked him up yet, man. Same. I mean, I thought he played good ball the last two years. I'm really shocked the team hasn't taken a chance. There's a chance you could reunite with him in Philly. I don't, I don't know if that would happen. Mm-hmm. But Josiah Scott, Lou, it's one of those moves. He was a fourth-round pick last year, so you're looking at right. guys that are outcasts from teams. And you, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars go out there, and they get Shaquille Griffin, so maybe they're a little bit lax at the cornerback position now that they have some more talent. Josiah Scott, the team... Uh, obviously had a want for him last year, if they're going out and trading for him a year later and to do it for a guy in Jamison Houston, who I think they got off of waivers last year. I'm not a hundred percent that he was on waivers. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, he was on waivers. Okay. So they got him off of waivers and, like I said before the show and you commented on this, this is like an NBA trade. They're going to yeah. get that 2023 pick back within the next three years. I mean, whether it's through a compensatory pick or casting somebody off the roster like a Jameson Houston, for example, these trades happen all the time. But when you look at it, when a team has depth and they want to get some picks or vice versa, Jamison Houston is a different build than a guy like Josiah Scott. You can do these player for player trades. And I like, Having a guy who's only one year into his rookie contract, mm-hmm. which you still have on a cheap deal, provides you depth at that position and it was a fourth-round pick. I mean, he was oh, I think it's 137th overall last year, yeah, in the fourth round. So, I mean, that's still a premium position if you're looking at it in in terms of overall, you're still in the top half of the draft. I like this move. It is something that Howie continues to do with guys that were just like okay who are these individuals and then you look at it it makes a little bit more sense they have a need at that position he's cheap you move Jamison Houston out who probably wasn't even going to make the roster anyway and Josiah Scott can be a guy who he played in six games last year for Jacksonville can provide you that depth immediately which you needed because you didn't get too
0: much of it in the draft I can't imagine this will be the last move they make at cornerback, no, no, no. Geno, this summer, but if it is, get ready for Zach McPherson versus Craig James for CB2. Get your popcorn ready. But no, Talk about I, I, an all-time
1: I, rise of players. Craig James, from right? special teams
0: guru to being your cornerback number two. Craig James was a hero one time with Philly before 2019. Remember Thursday night football against Green Bay on the goal line. He hits the ball up in the air and Nigel Radham picks it up, but... Um, yeah, Zach McPherson, a fourth round pick, you have Avante Maddox still, um, you know, like I said, Craig James still in house, Mm -hmm. not, not good enough right now with that group long-term though. You're still, again, like we said yesterday, you're not going to find that long-term CB one or CB two of the future until next year's draft. I'd imagine. So for now, it looks like you got Darius Slay and these, a lack of experience behind them. But again, I would expect more to come this summer at cornerback, but for now the Eagles do trade. A corner for a corner, Jameson Houston, and again, a 2023 sixth-round draft pick for Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback Josiah Scott. Like Geno said, a fourth-round pick in 2020. Out of Michigan State, he did have three interceptions his final year. Six overall in college in three years. Not too bad. So that's not bad. Three, two, and one. He improved by one interception each year, so has some ball skills, which the Eagles – desperately need speaking of ball skills one of the (laughs) badly yes for sure speaking of ball skills one of the guys that's had the best ball skills in Philadelphia Eagles history at tight end Zach Ertz is not going to report to Eagles offseason activities this summer. Gino and I will get into that coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action, baseball season's in full swing. You've got the play-in tournament starting today for the NBA. You've got Wizards, Celtics, you've got Pacers, Hornets, you got the NHL playoffs in full swing as well right now. Get all the latest news, odds, and info you need for your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% off welcome bonus. On your first deposit, but online. Your online sports book experts. Guys, today's show is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet right now. It's Built Bar. Did you know Built Bar has nine delicious flavors coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. My go to is peanut butter brownie. You got double chocolate and salted caramel as well. It's a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. Only 130 calories in every bar and 17 grams of protein. Best of all, they're covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and they're easy to chew. If you go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, you're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles, a Tuesday edition of the show. Louis DiBiase joined alongside my co-host, Gino Camilleri. Gino, the big news of the day, obviously, we got into Josiah Scott, the little trade the Eagles made at cornerback this morning. But the big news is one of the best Eagles of the last decade on the offensive side of football. Tight end Zach Ertz is not going to reportedly... Uh, report to Eagles offseason programs until a resolution is met he wants to either be traded from Philadelphia or cut you've seen the Eagles the past couple months they've been kind of holding out for more value when it comes to a potential trade for Ertz despite teams being interested they're not willing to go as high as Howie Roseman wants so now you're kind of at a a point of okay do you just take whatever you can get for him through a trade do you cut him and let him go choose where he wants save that cap space kind of like you did with Malcolm Jenkins last year Or do you just say you're under contract for another year, we're going to hold on to you, and if you decide to show up and play, we're going to use you? So it's an interesting situation, Gino, and we have different perspectives here, which I think is good to have the listeners see both sides. So I want to hear your thoughts first on this situation.
1: Yeah, so when I look at this whole thing, we do have differing opinions on it because when I look at it, Lou, a, a lot like Carson Wentz to an extent, these guys are in a situation where the contract is a lot, in play to the reason why that they're here. You know, I mean, Zach Ertz, he is on the quote-unquote out year of his contract, you know. So I believe when you look at it, Ertz, since the season has ended, could have done things a little differently. I'm not saying it's right or wrong what he did. He is his own person. He can make his own decision. What is best for him? But when I look at it to just kind of give the team an ultimatum like cut me or else it's like okay you're still under contract you wanted to renegotiate your contract with two years to go which Howie has never done like it or not that's what he does that's how they do business here in Philadelphia it's kind of like uh, Pittsburgh and New England style they they have their quirks when it comes to extensions and Philly has continued to do that and then my problem with it is that you equate it to Kittle and Kelsey. I don't think he's in that tier. Like, I think he's, those guys are 1A, 1B. I don't need for the record, by the okay, way. Okay, all right, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. But if he was 26 or 27, he's Dallas Goddard, Goddard's age, and we're having this discussion, Lou, and they don't have a guy like that behind him, yeah, man, I'm doing everything you can to keep that guy on the roster, especially with a young Jalen Hurts, especially with an offensive line that's still in that transition period. What better than to have a guy who is an overall I would say great to elite tight end for a majority of his career, but not anymore. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. That's why I can't stomach it. It's like, do you invest in this asset that is just continuing to age while you have a, sh- it's like driving a crappy Honda Civic or not a crappy Honda Civic that would do a disservice to, to Zach Ertz, but say like you have a BMW in the the driveway, right? And then somebody pulls up and says, here's the keys to a new Ferrari. It's like, okay, the BMW is sweet, but I'll take the Ferrari. I would say two years ago, that Ferrari is Zach Ertz for sure. I mean, he was one of the best guys in the league. He finally had his breakout year. Back-to-back years where he's near over a 1,000 yards each time. He sets the record for receptions in terms of a tight end. He's one of the best in the history. But you have to understand you can't keep being loyal to those guys, right, Lou? Howie keeps saying it. You can't just sit on your hands and say, okay, because of what you've done, we can continue to pay you. Yeah. I believe that's why Malcolm Jenkins isn't here anymore. I believe that's why we're going to see Brandon Graham out the door after this year. A Jason lot of these Peters, guys, finally. Jason Peters, finally.
0: <laughs> Sean Jackson. To me, if
1: you did that with Zach Ertz, it's kind of a step backwards because you want to get younger, faster, more athletic. You're keeping a guy who's just getting older, slower, more Jason Witten-like, and that's what I equated it to. Jason Witten was an elite tight end. Then you look at the last six years of his career. Once he gets past that age where Zach Ertz is now, it's just continuing to decline. I don't have anything against Zach Ertz. But I believe in his opinion, why wouldn't you want to play better so a team would want to come and get you, you know? like That's the thing to me. You said he should have sat out. To me, I would just want to show it and be like, okay, Philly, Like if this is what you're going to do, I'm going to go do it elsewhere, and I'm just going to show you that you may have made the wrong decision, which it's how he's decision to make. He drafted Dallas Goddard. But in the end, I think it's an easy decision based on what Zach Ertz did. Give Dallas Goddard the keys to the kingdom right now. Yeah. He does it all in terms of yards after the catch. He was a better blocker than Zach Ertz ever was in his first season. I mean, that's not revisionist history. Go look at what he was doing to defensive ends in the NFL as a rookie. The guy is a stud. He only continues to get better. It's talked about that he's a top tight end, top tight. T- excuse me, top ten NFL tight end yeah. already. So why would you hold on to Zacherts? So that's where I sit. That's the leverage aspect to it. If you don't have any of those elements, he's younger, he's still athletic as he was, then you make that decision and you keep on, keep him. But now it, yeah. you got to keep with the youth because you're saying, do you put him on the field over a guy like Quez Watkins, over a guy like John Hightower, mm-hmm. over a guy like Travis Fulham? I'd rather run an empty set than same 2-Y
0: formation. Yeah. That's just me, though. I actually don't think we really disagree that much because every most of what you said, I actually agree with. Um, hey, it, maybe. It was just a miscommunication. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it might have been. And that's just Twitter for you because I agree with you. A lot of what you said is like why the Eagles wouldn't keep Ertz. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you 100%. I want the Eagles to let Ertz go, whether it's through a cut or a trade right now. I would take anything I could get for him. Part mm-hmm. of it is because. A 2023 wanna... six round pick, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, that's the point. So, like, I'm with you. Even we had a podcast last year when this was going on where Ertz wanted a new deal. And mm-hmm. he halted contract talks, but it's, you got to add proper con- uh, context to that too. The Eagles he wanted based on his production is pr- like, I don't think that Zach Ertz is as good as George Kittle or, Um, Travis Kelsey especially stylistically I'm not going to pay a guy like that wide receiver one money Kelsey or Kittle I will but numbers wise Zach Ertz had the right to ask for that money so I think both sides are right in their perspective I'm with you the Eagles should have Dallas Goddard be the tight end of the future Mm -hmm. if they're going to pay one it's going to be Goddard who is more similar to Kittle and Kelsey than Ertz their perspective was right not to cash in on that but at the same time Zach Ertz had every right Considering what he did in twenty seventeen, being the Super Bowl hero, twenty eighteen breaking a record that Jason Witten set for over what a hundred most receptions in a regular season by a tight end, it was over a hundred. And then even in twenty nineteen, like he was really good, put his body on the line, had like a lacerated kidney, helping the team get to the playoffs. I think Ertz though the same. I'm trying to look at perspectives of the team and the player. Of Ertz course. had every right as well to ask for that money. So my only thing is, I just think now. I don't want to make this ugly with a guy that's done so much for this Mm -hmm. franchising community. I think you just need to part ways for really anything. So that's kind of where my perspective is. I think both sides are in the right. Now I just kind of think it's very similar to Malcolm Jenkins last year. You just got to let him go because – Holding on to him is not really going to do much of anything, especially for a team that, like you said, you know, like we need to see what we have in these young receivers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel pressured into being a twelve personnel centric offense because I got to force Zach Ertz out there and get him targets. No, I want to be eleven personnel. I want to use all these young receivers. So, if it made sense where the Eagles need Zach Ertz, or if they were in this win now mode then okay, I, I could justify keeping him. But it doesn't really even do much for the team anyway. So setting this precedent, well, he's still technically under contract. To me, with one year, and you're going to do that to Zach Ertz of all guys, I just I don't think that would be the right way to go. So I really actually don't think we disagree that much here. No,
1: not at all. And the reason I say it like this is because with the Malcolm Jenkins and the Carson Wentz situations, it was almost like the point of no return had hit, and they were reactive moves. Like, Malcolm was never re-signing. Carson Wentz it was never going to be resolved. That but whole that situation. But is the same with Ertz was- too,
0: though? Right here, like I feel like see, we're at the see plan to return. if he
1: handled it different, if he played and didn't ask for that contract extension, and then we're here and it's like okay, maybe we could give him one or two more years down the road. It was kind of just like they hit a dead end and that dead end came out of nowhere. Like you're on your Apple maps, right? And you're driving up the road and you're like, Oh, this street ends, but it's but I think telling it's to go a mile. He past
0: realized, I think he realized though, the Eagles were considering Dallas Goddard's presence. He was never going to get that money. So why wait two extra years he gets older even last year he risked playing Mm -hmm. that's why I thought he could have sat out last year. His value tanks because of Carson Wentz because of injuries and yet he still did the team-friendly move and played last year and now he's not going to come close to Kittle or Kelsey money so I just I don't get what the incentive would have been to keep playing for a team that's never going to show you that money. I mean, could they have made a deal though? If that never had happened, I don't know. Who's I don't to say, say. I mean, who's to maybe. say though? But not even
1: close to the value that would have been fair. That's the thing. It, it that would have been a reactive payment, in my opinion, because you're right. paying him for what he and did I the years before. And I wouldn't forth. have. And I would That, that if is they an did old it. adage when it comes to the salary cap. Like, pay for what the guys are going to do going forward, not for right. what they did. And that that would be against everything we've been saying in this offseason. Get rid of these guys that were just on the Super Bowl and they're just in the tail end of their careers now. You still have to have some of those guys but they're going to be on their way out because you had this youth movement coming in. It isn't the Doug Peterson Eagles anymore. This isn't a 12 personnel Eagles anymore. The offense isn't going to be, we're averaging 6.6 yards of reception. No, Jeffrey Lurie has made it known that he wants this team to be one of the most electric pass offenses in the league. And it just goes to show from what they have done in the last two drafts in terms of athleticism at wide receiver, and even at tight end with Dallas Goddard, man. I mean, Once that pick happened and we kind of saw what he was, it was like, okay, there's a difference here. And I remember Mm -hmm. a few years ago, there was a huge discussion on Eagles Twitter, is George Kittle better than Zach Ertz? And a lot of people had pushback on that because of what Zach Ertz did. And it's like, yeah, but Kittle is just in another level. Like Zach Ertz is a very good to elite player, nine times out of 10 that type of player, that type of tight end, that's a good route runner. Mm-hmm. You can add more explosiveness outside doing that and not just checking a team down to death, which you the even Eagles the did for three of- years.
0: You even saw, Gino, you know, at the beginning of last year, the difference between Goddard and Ertz, like the style, mm-hmm. the, the kinds of plays. Again, like production between Ertz, Kelsey, and Kittle was pretty much the same, if not better for Ertz the last couple of years before mm-hmm. 2020. But again, it's the style. If tight ends are going to get paid like wide receivers, I need them to be able to do most of what a wide receiver can do in Zach Ertz can't. Yes. So I I totally agree with the Eagles side and me and you agree on that. It's again though, like some people just look through the Eagles and say, how dare like Zach Ertz not want to play through that contract. At the same time though in the NFL, like players at the same time, even though they have a contract of two years, teams break those those commitments all the time. So a player to me that sees he's capped with a team and sees players of similar production getting paid, like they're mm-hmm. going to ask for more money. And that's just how the NFL works now. So I just think both sides are in the right. I think both sides have a fair perspective. And for me now, we're at the point of no return. I just, I don't want to make it messy with a guy like that, that just, again, did so much for this team in this city. And again, if, again, if it helped the team, you know, then keep them. But it, I don't even want Zach Ertz on this football team this year. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It wouldn't make any sense. It's crazy to say that, man. It, like I it, wanted to make it work but, with Carson Wentz. I My know brought Wentz back. Ertz, no. I think we I we, we just have
1: done. to really understand where we are. You know, like it's sad. Are, but it, true. It's a it's a transition, man. It, it's we can't pretend to believe that we were going to be one of the best teams anymore. Like, we
0: tried 29, 2020. We kept talking ourselves into it and they kept trying to talk themselves into it this year. We, we all, including the team has accepted. It's not happening anymore. That era is done.
1: Yeah. That era of the Eagles is done. There's a, there's a new guard here. And I think that Dallas Goddard draft really was like the change of the guard to an extent. You know, it was the first time where we were like, okay, we have our core intact. How can we add to that core? And then eventually those pieces that were role players, they turn into the everyday guys. Look at the NBA, man. Like how many times is a, the sixth man of the year become a starter the next year. It happens all the time in sports. And James a long time yeah, goes a sixth man of the year. And now he's great, one of the best great in the point Lou. I mean, and especially now you can't keep holding Dallas Goddard back. If he's healthy, right. he's the better tight end right now. It is. And you still have them for cheap now. If you're going to pay one, you pay him. You said it correctly, Lou. I think it's the way to go. It's just unfortunate how we got here. I, I hate right. that it is. At and this I just point. don't want
0: to make it even more messy.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah. if you could get a fifth or sixth form right now, that's I'll what you got to realize how mm-hmm. he's not going to get the value that he was two years ago. It's just not going to happen.
0: Or even last year, I think, even <laughs> but, if you decide but to don't trade let him, him go for nothing, dude.
1: If you let Zachary go for nothing, that's the thing that's crazy to me. It's like, that we really were reactive on, and we did. We missed yeah. the boat completely.
0: Some of it's on Howie overplaying his hand, but Gino, you know, yes. some of it's also just bad luck because last year, before Ertz suffered that injury, before the NFL trade deadline, there were reports that Green Bay and Baltimore were both willing to give up like a second or third round pick for Ertz. So some of it's just on. Howie now asking for that again, and you're not going to get that after what happened last year. But some of it was just bad luck. Like if Ertz would have stayed healthy last year, I think they would have been able to get a deal done and got a day two pick. So that's just, that's kind of the unfortunate part too of the way it went down. It is unfortunate. And the reality is now
1: you have to adapt to that and see where you are. And why would a team like Buffalo? Not give up a sixth round pick next yeah, year, I was even twenty twenty two. Surprised
0: they Buffalo was the team I kept circling. Like that's the one piece on offense they really don't have, mm-hmm. and, and at least in the passing game. And so it, it would make a lot of sense. And I, I think teams still. I'm very interested to see what the interest level would be uh, for Zach Ertz for sure, man. But we'll keep an eye on it as Ertz is not going to show up for off season mini camp or any off-season programming this summer though so we'll keep an eye on it for you again we got five podcasts a week to talk about it right here on lockdown eagles gino and i will wrap up this tuesday edition of the show coming up next don't go anywhere we'll be right back Before we get back to finish up the show, we are brought to you by our friends
1: at Rock Auto. Didn't mean to rhyme there, but it made for a good segment here. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers like Lou and I. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. I had to book a flight and it was like every 30 seconds it was changing and it just drove me insane. So go to a place like Rock Auto where it's always consistent and it is for everybody and does not require a membership or account to log in at all. So go to rockauto.com right now and see where all the parts that we are talking about are available for your car and truck. When you do so, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Rock Auto has amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com once again and write in there how did you hear about us box right locked on so they know that we sent you Go to rockauto.com.
0: All right, Eagles fans. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri Wrapping up this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. Getting into the tight end position as a legend in Zach Ertz. It looks like his time is going to be up in Philadelphia as long as the Eagles don't kind of sit on their hands here and. Force him to come into off-season mini camp and training camp. I can't imagine it'll happen. A resolution will at some point come this summer through a cut or a trade. Gino, before we wrap up, let's keep talking about the tight end position, but let's move off Ertz here. We talked about in segment two, like the reason there is no contract extension with Zach Ertz is because Dallas Goddard is your tight end one of the future, and we knew that. Mm-hmm. You like we didn't know that in 2018, especially like when they drafted Goddard coming out of South Dakota in the second round. Ertz followed up with a historic season. Um, But then you kept seeing flashes of Goddard in 2018, 2019 at the end of that playoff run, he was as good as Ertz, if not better. And then last year at the beginning of the season, I'm like, okay, Goddard is the guy. So he's the reason that this situation is the way it is. And I don't think that's a bad thing, but I'm curious what they're going to do outside of Goddard. Because like we said, we want to be an 11 personnel centric team. We want to see all these running backs and young receivers spreading out this offense making it faster in Nick Sirianni's unit, but they're still going to run 12 personnel at times. Most teams do a lot. And I wonder who that second tight end is going to be. I mean, do we could bring back J. Richard Rodgers? Could J.J. Oh, look at you to try trying him? to revive your boy. <laughs> I'm trying anything, man. I'm standing <laughs> on the hill. All,
1: I mean, this is literally like the long night in, in Game of Thrones. You like, see
0: the light fuck. that went up on your face when you, met, you thought, maybe there's hope for J.Joss, though. I thought about that because be,
1: the whole Hakeem <laughs> Butler type of thing, it's like, okay, yeah. if we're trying this with Tyree Jackson, too, why not if you want to have any chance to revive this guy's career? You're you're right, though, dude. They have to find something. Do you bring back Richard Rodgers? Jason Kroom is really the only guy that did anything for you. I think uh, Hakeem Butler had the one target last year.
0: Yeah, fourth and goal in the back of the end zone against New York.
1: Kind of fade, like the (laughs) worst play in football. And the guy, it was his first snap for the team. Unbelievable call. The Eagles are just trying to take
0: Lou and Geno 2019 receiver my guys and forming them into tight ends. (laughs) No, ultimately, I think there's still going to be a market once
1: that that cut down period happens, I think they're going to target that they have for a while. I mean, they got really in a bad position once Noah Toji got taken from yep. Indianapolis last year. I mean, it kind of was just unfortunate. They had good plans for him. They gave him the most guaranteed money, if I'm not yep. mistaken, from that class. But you're going to have to do something, man, especially because Dales Goddard does have a little bit of an injury history. So if he goes down, I mean, what are we just running five wide receiver sets until the cows come home? Might be the They're Arizona guys,
0: Cardinals air raid style.
1: Right. You might be what doing what Buffalo Bills did last year with Josh Allen and just five, five verts, man. Just go for it. Like, let's try it. No, ultimately they've gotten good play out of their tight ends and not Really, the highest caliber tight ends, I would say, in Indianapolis. I was going to say Joshua
0: Perkins, right? I mean, no, I'm I'm
1: talking about uh, under Nick Sirianni oh, like in gotcha, Indianapolis. Gotcha, yeah. Like they had some players, but they didn't. I mean, Ebron was there. Jack Doyle. Yeah, I was going to say there. Jack
0: Doyle's not the most talented guy. <laughs> no,
1: they're not the most athletic. They're not the best players, and they still did their job and they did it very well. So I, I believe Nick Sirianni will get the best out, talent out of a guy like let's say Caleb Wilson could prob- probably be your number two. They have good ideas for Hakeem Butler and Tyree Jackson. I mean, if things play out and you can use either of those guys as a move tight end, hey, that's that's a diamond in the rough that you didn't have before. I would presume a team that puts as much investment in that tight end position, they're not going to let this be the end of it if Zach right. is
0: out of town. It's and like cornerback. There's moves right. that are going to come. 100%. I could see
1: them if they did move Zach Ertz getting one of their team's tight ends in return. Not sure. like their t- their top tight end, of course, but like the second or third tight end just to get a body right. in there.
0: 100 percent you can follow gino on twitter at gc24 underscore football you can follow me at dblc our show page is at lockdown birds and gino and i are recording five episodes a week download it into your phone when you subscribe to lockdown eagles wherever you get your podcast thanks for tuning in today we'll be back tomorrow for gino camilleri i'm lou DiBiasi signing off as always thank you for downloading thank you for listening and let's go birds fly eagles fly